0: It's your turn to be afraid. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine,
1: paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast. Welcome back to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast. A podcast that reviews your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and horror media. I'm your host, Saul. This is Greg. And I'm David. And then we're going to be reviewing... Classic movie, one of my favorite movies. And um, before we get into that, we're going to go ahead and introduce our guest for today. Friend of the podcast, um, we've had him on uh, three times already, and um, making his fourth return to the podcast. Lyndon White, how are you doing today, sir?
2: Hey, uh, yeah, good. Thanks for having me back again. You're not sick of me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, no. Uh, we, we we love you having you. You're you're always a a, a a great guest for for the podcast, and uh, we've been a great friends since since we've uh, had you the first time.
2: Yeah, it's um, it's always good to come back on, and it's nice that we get to chat about different stuff each time.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. And with um, with Lyndon is Andy. How are you doing today, Andy?
0: Hi. Yeah. Yeah. All good. Thank you. Enjoying the sunshine.
1: So today we're going to be looking at the nineteen ninety American psychological thriller. Uh, it never gets it never gets labeled as horror, but. I I consider it horror uh people monsters all over this all over this movie it was directed by Rob Reiner based on the Stephen King uh 1987 novel of the same name um, we're talking about Misery um stars James Caan, Kathy Bates and um if I recall correctly, Kathy Bates won an uh, an academy award for this film. Yeah, she did. So it I believe it's the only film that's ever received an Oscar um from that that's been adapted from Stephen King. And I think that's one of the reasons why people don't see it as horror because people feel feel like horror doesn't get um nominated, doesn't get really get awarded. Um and that's another reason why people don't label Signs of the Lambs as horror because it also it, it also won um uh, an, an award right an oscar for for Tony foster i even, even anthony hopkins but it for me you can't you can't narrow down horror into into a nice little box it's people monsters for us is, is our favorite type of <laughs> yeah. horror and so it, we're always going to be down to, to look into that type of horror um this is a big people <laughs> monster movie for
0: sure <laughs> scary for so, one person is not necessarily scary for another so you know ghosts might scare one person gore another in the psychological element another mm-hmm. so but there's there's things in this that are pretty scary <laughs> so yeah you can probably i had
2: such sweaty and... hands watching this film again
0: <laughs> <laughs> i've um i've joked uh in
1: the especially more in the last couple of episodes uh, what really gets me are the the injuries to the fingers hands and, and and feet actually um and i don't know what it is about it <laughs> and um and i told my wife because my wife had not seen this before or at least not fully seen it. she had only seen little little bits and pieces and she did not see the the, the most famous scene of this movie that i consider the most famous scene and so I'm like, you're going to be mm-hmm. in for it. Just know that you're going to see me squir- squirming because this movie does a number on me when I watch it. Uh, but I absolutely love it. Yeah, no,
3: same with my wife. I was She's sitting there playing Animal Crossing while we're watching it. She'd never seen the movie. And I was like, y-
0: put the game down, watch this. And she's like, uh,
3: why did you make me watch that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I, I watched this um, years and years ago and I really struggled with anything horror anything scary years ago and and now I've kind of got a bit better with it but even though I'd watched this film I'd never watched that scene because I I remember the moment of the Ah. of the raising of of said sledgehammer I literally turned the channel over and and I don't know what I put on but I turned it over and then put it back on five seconds later and he was just screaming and I'm like I don't know what just happened but I think it was pretty bad and I'm pretty glad I didn't see that and this time I made myself (laughs) watch it and I was like oh yeah I don't think mm. I'd occur with that about 20-odd years ago. <laughs> Pretty much. I think I watched oh,
2: yeah. this when I was 13 years old the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, me and my brother would just, we'd find Stephen King, like, VHS videos out car boots and stuff, and my brother was just old enough yeah. to look 18, whereas I wasn't. So my brother would buy them I wouldn't really know what I was going to be watching, and like we went through this, st- went through like The Shining, this, Children of the Corn, Pet Cemetery, uh The Stand, and just Blitz or Stephen King.
1: <laughs> just the greatest hit, Stephen King. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. Uh, I remember watching this. Uh, a while back now. I don't even really remember how old I was, but I was, I was young. Um, my uncle actually was inter- one that introduced me to this. My uncle's only five years older than I am. So uh, he was like, have you seen misery? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, well, you like Stephen King, right? And he's like, yeah, and you're going to love this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, and I, and I did, I did um, this, uh, the movie itself uh, from what I remember Stephen King saying, it, he, it's kind of him in this movie and he puts himself on a a lot of his stories um a writer or Mm -hmm. or you know something someone that can actually play as a proxy for him and it goes into the whole fan the the crazy fan that that all of a sudden um, well i guess right now we see it more with twitter right where where a a, an author author or a, a artist whatever does something out of the norm and all of a sudden the the fans the so-called fans go after them on on twitter chase them on twitter um this case is a little bit different the fandom the the fandom
3: on twitter is like one of those things where it's either like super good like they'll they'll like they'll they'll fight for you or man it's the tides will turn (laughs) and they're they're all over you but but with uh with this it's like oh man she's she's definitely she's pre-twitter before twitter because
4: she's Mm -hmm. sweet as pie and then
3: well, yeah, when I was re-watching
4: this I was thinking about I mean this movie like holds up absolutely but it was written it's like it's in such a time place of the 90s because I was thinking if this was made today like James Connell would just tweet out like somebody just kidnapped me OMG <laughs> like it would be all over Twitter like they would find him instantly you'd have everybody all of his fans after his, his books that would be a totally different. It would be it would be a totally
3: inter, more interesting story, uh, uh, like for for a uh, uh, a re visualization as of today, where where it'd be the good fans. Kathy Bates would be on TikTok about it. <laughs> oh my gosh, doing some crazy dances with her with a the little
4: glass hammer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you all, uh, Lyndon and, and Andy, you all chose the movie. Um, what was it about the movie that I mean, you kind of already talked about it a little bit, but what else about the movie did it re- that really um, catch your eye to for it to be the one that we we talk about today?
2: I have to take responsibility for this because Andy, <laughs> Andy, I told him I mentioned this or Crimson Peaks, and um, Andy came back to me with an Adam Sandler film, and I'm just like, I cannot do it. <laughs> I cannot do another Adam Sandler. <laughs> i can which one was it you said it's an actual good film as well it, it's, um, it's
0: called it's called uncut gems um i don't know if any of you guys have seen i mean it's not it's not horror but it's definitely not horror but there's, there's a psychological aspect to it where i have never had my heart race as fast in a film and you've got to forget that it's adam sandler um and you watch it at the end and actually might alter your thinking and look i, I get it i get i get the kind of what Lyndon's saying to a point but the this Uncut Gems film is about a um, an art dealer, sorry, well, uh, he's, he's a, he, deal, he deals in various kind of auctions and everything, and he's creating this series of bets throughout the city, but he gets, it's like a bad dream. It's almost like, no, you cannot keep making things this bad for yourself, because he's, he's, he's just a gambling addict, and um, honestly stopped it halfway through, and my heart rate must have been going 120 <laughs> Um, it, yeah. is, it, is, it is absolutely brilliant Um and again you couldn't call it horror but the psychological <laughs> tension behind it but the moment the, the Sandler oh. name got mentioned Linda went no chance no, not
2: watching that no so we didn't go with Sandler um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I picked this one because I love I love Stephen King films I love Stephen King's writing um, you know it, there's some of these I haven't watched since I was a teenager, and Misery is one of the ones, I think it was recently added to Netflix, I was like, I, I love this film, I love Psychological Horror, and I thought I need to get out of my fear of sledgehammers, but it just <laughs> reinstated them. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. I just, it's, to say that it is a build-up, and there's sort of like, there's, there's certain points of the film where it switches, where originally you think that uh, Kathy Bates' character is... You know she's doing everything she's she's his hero she's essentially saved him and she's doing all these wonderful things she's nursing back to health and you think this is a good person and there's just as this goes on it just something clicks or you see something and then it changes and you wait wait that's not quite right and then you think oh no it's okay it's just she's sort just mm-hmm. a blip and then you go wait that's not quite right and then it's it's like this it just it's like the coin flips and then you're like oh no this is this is really bad and especially when you notice things like him swallowing the pills or when she's it's i think the sweating for me started when she was shaving his beard with a razor i'm just like
4: oh god God. yeah yeah it's little
2: things like that that out of context it's just like oh no this is just this this person who's nursing this man back to hell and then being a Stephen king book he twists with it and really messes with you and um kathy bates's character is just incredible um i think one of the best antagonists you could probably have for that type of film
0: she nails it not as a nurse what then, is... i'm sorry what...
4: you wouldn't want her as a nurse
2: no <laughs> not anymore
4: no mm. when stephen king was on uh colbert the other night and colbert was asking him uh who of his characters would he not want to be quarantined during this time? And King said, I would never want to be quarantined with any Wilkes during any time. (laughs) (laughs) And this movie takes place somewhere (laughs) different from his normal
1: uh, area. Normally everything's done in Maine. This one is done in in Colorado, I guess to kind of uh, put you in isolation out there in the, in the middle uh, like a cabin. Um, And it really talks about how him as a writer who, at the time, he was still writing The Dark Tower. He was still writing, you know, stuff like that. And it, I guess it, it gets to the point where you don't want to write the same the same characters anymore. So he decides to to kill off the main character of his his really only um, money making, um, I guess, character right or or, or uh, franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His his big yeah.
3: series. <laughs> He's tanking it, which is which is, is
1: like. From what I understand, it's more like a, a, a love novel. Um, I'm not sure what it is, yeah. really.
4: It looked like a. Da- the covers look it's like a, Daniel it, it, Steele novels. Uh, <laughs> <it's> that <rather laughs> romantic esque. It would be much more akin
3: to your other podcast, so will the Hallmark Channel movie. Oh, yeah. That one gets lots of <laughs>
1: episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> well, that, we, we joke about that, but, but Greg and I have actually. Been-
4: <laughs> we We've been talking guys.
1: about doing uh, a podcast about, about uh, that type
4: of movie. <laughs> well, what's wild is that uh, this movie, the screenplay was done by William Goldman, the same guy who did uh, Butch casting the Sundance Kid and Princess Bride. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Well, and and the
3: that would explain like I mean well the writing the the book the book has the the same element in it but also too you can see as as things are starting to progress in the story uh, there there's a moment where it could go one way or another way and it hits the gas and doesn't let off because my wife was like holy crap this movie is like zero to a hundred in like ten minutes and it never it never let off
1: well we we kind of see or oh, we kind of get a peek into Annie's um fandom or i guess obsessiveness uh with uh with Paul here because when he find when he tells her that that he was up in his um cabin writing finishing up his novel she's like oh i know i've been it's kind of like i've been following you for for a while now and she kind of says like i know that it's no secret that you were always up there so i go up there and look into your window and and see what might be going on and like oh this lady is a little um a little bit more obsessive than we thought yeah <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah
1: you guys have never had that issue <laughs> 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 no I don't
0: think I've got
2: many stalkers <laughs> watching me I have had someone call <laughs> right. me around once or twice which is really weird it's I mean in nothing like Kathy Bates don't get me wrong but like um, I, I have had to tell someone to like please leave me alone while trying to go to the toilet which was very
0: you were very, you were, you were very polite to me, though, Lyndon. So yeah,
2: I was I mean, <laughs> handled it well. The <laughs> <A> script? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's sliding it you. into the ball frame. <laughs> no. Um, never. No, I, I've had one weird encounter at Comcom, which is why I'm slightly afraid to go back to Birmingham. But other than that, yeah, fine. <laughs>
1: The thing with Stephen King is that a lot of his um, ideas come from little things that that kind of either scared him or kind of something that kind of um, he went through or kind of just as he was passing by something and it kind of gave him a like an eerie feeling. Like just an example, like um, it. um the whole pennywise character came from when he was walking over a bridge and he's like this reminds me of the the billy goats uh, gruff story with the the troll underneath the the bridge mm-hmm. and then he, that kind of took over yeah. and then of course i i i don't know i didn't ever look into it but i think what john Wayne grace G- gacy was uh, um going on at the time so it kind of like fed into that and made him into a clown um the the stand by me uh, supposedly it was a, a kind of uh, something that him and his friends kind of heard about as a, like a legend that if you go over here, you'll find a body, whatever. And they went out once looking for it. And, and that kind of turned into that story. So he uses a lot of these little things that happened to him to, to make the story. Um, and like I said, he always, um, not always, but he uh, very often, he puts himself into the movie as a, pro- he puts a proxy in for him um, in, in his, in his work.
0: So if something can scare you, then, that can also make you squeamish. You talk about things like, you know, fingers or something. So maybe onto Becky, she, she hits <laughs> eyes. Anything to do with eyes. Yeah. And there's no. obviously, a, at, at the end in, in yeah. the battle, she goes, it's always with the eyes. You always go for the eyes. And I'm like, yeah, but it's the most vulnerable bit. And, you know, you know, watch the reanimator film, there's a lot of eye popping. But I wrote a, a short story for a horror mm-hmm. anthology a couple, a couple of years ago, and it it got in. And, 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 the, and the reason was, it was just something that makes me really like squeamish and I wrote it and a few people have read it and gone, Your mind is sick. And I'm like, Well, it probably is a bit, but these these are the things that make me um make me really wince. And it, it, that and this was about like I wanna make you all kind of gag and everything, but this was like about like in, in growing hairs and stuff, you know, you get them on your beard or something and <laughs> spots and things and this guy basically in the story it's only a short story, but he starts kind of like pulling basically bits of his Face off as he's pulling these things out of his and everyone's just going, oh my god, that's disgusting and I'm like, yep, but if something can make you scared, I think you've almost got an authority then to kind of write about it as long as you can even bring yourself to do it
1: Yep Yeah. So, the very first time we see something off with Annie is when he lets her read um, his new novel the one that's going to be, the one that takes over the Misery um, franchise and she pretty she what she's forty pages in she's already upset of it because because it has um, profanity in it which he she's not used to him mm-hmm. his writing oh. having because of the misery series and then uh, she does she goes yeah. off of one of her her uh, I, quotable. Uh, rants I, I didn't write it down but it's uh my my wife and i always well, my wife laughs but i always laugh at this point when she goes off and she does one of these little cockadoodle you do or uh, yeah. um, bird-y <laughs> one of those things um and she drops the food that she's feeding him i don't know what what it was split pea or what, was what it was the was. tomato soup was it tomato soup that's what it was yeah uh, yeah um uh, she drops it and then he that's the first time we see him kind of like oh crap um this is not a good position for me being mm-hmm. and then we I, I even skipped the whole part where she reveals his his legs to him and you just see how purple yeah. and swollen his legs are and uh it, it, when that happened i my wife just saw me like are you okay i'm like i was like just like sh- shriveling like no 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 <laughs>
3: It makes you wonder: Were they perfectly
4: jacked up like that during the car accident, or
1: after the? Yeah, car accident? I mean, yeah, that's right. I don't, you never know.
4: <laughs> well, I think one of the scarier moments for me in this movie is like when Kathy Bates makes him uh, barbecue his his novel, and like as somebody who writes, I was oh, yeah. like, "Oh man, it's terrifying!" Like his only copy of that story, nobody will read it now. Yeah, it's burning. Yeah,
1: especially when it's like when. She knows that it's his only copy because he normally. I I um I, I'm not a writer, <laughs> but um I feel like right, especially right now, everyone has a, a backup copy, has an, another set, another thing, so that they can um, make sure that if something happens to this one or when they give it out, that it doesn't get back to them. They'll have another set for for another publisher, right? But he, he is so set right. in his ways. He's so um, what is it called? Uh. uh Superstitious. He's kinda he's yeah. got his yeah, he's got his superstition. Uh, that if he doesn't do it the same way he did the very first book, that it's not gonna work out for him.
0: But writing um, all that on a typewriter and note uh, the ability to undo and delete large chunks of data and then copy them back and go back to previous histories, I don't know how how, how anyone could write books like that on typewriter. And that's obviously on typewriters. People <laughs> used to handwrite these things. So I'm like, no. No chance. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so so yeah. much work. <laughs> so while he is um, in captivity there or, or, and being nursed back to health, um, his latest book is released. Um, and it's the final misery book with Ca- with Kathy Bates' character, Annie, going out and buying the first issue that she, that the, I guess the town, I guess the town storekeeper, he already knows to put a copy aside for her and he uh she gets down to reading she loves the the book she loves the book all the way to the very end and this is really where the switch turns and from then on you're like it's not there's no coming back from it she she realizes misery dies and she's upset with paul she starts this is where she she um this is where she really burns the the novel right because she's like Cause you're she not yeah. yeah yeah he's like she wanted him to uh to write uh another book Bringing back misery, bringing her uh, bringing her back, find a way to bring her back. Gets him his own typewriter with a missing N, um, or a sticky N, right? What was it? I think yeah. it's missing. It missing I, I, I,
0: right I remember there. looking at it going, there must be, someone's made a mistake in here, because they've kind of put things on, <laughs> and, and the the, 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 the script is, is missing letters, there's typos in it, and then I realized, no, it's got a missing N, so someone's writing the word and, and it's just A space D. So I thought yeah. that was actually quite a nice hum- humorous mm-hmm. kind yeah. of element through it, actually.
1: So he adapts pretty quickly here once he, once she he finds out that um, that she's she's not gonna let him go because uh, she even tells him right and goes can, you can you can forget about anybody coming for you because um, yeah no uh, I didn't call anybody and uh, so yeah. at that point he starts to make make a plan to try to get out and every single step of the way she's one step ahead of him and I don't know if she's she's thinking ahead of him she's looking for things or she just gets lucky to where she finds the things that he's he's hiding away or or that it just doesn't work out for him a little bit of both probably you know
3: she's she's uh, a very thoughtful I
2: nice mean, she's, so, <laughs> she's so obsessive about the house is laid out the same like with all the ornaments cuz he knocks over a penguin ornament like a little oh. figurine and like he yes. puts it back but he doesn't put it back facing the exact same way that all the other figurines were uh so that's one way that she finds out we don't realize later until later on that she knew uh which again messes with even more that she's known like later on you find out she's known that he's managed to get out of his room
1: yeah
3: right (laughs) she's been it's just a giant cat
1: and mouse game like okay
3: cool what will you do next?
1: <laughs> uh, so she he finds his way out of the room uh, twice before the before it really um, and she catches him the second time. How much she catches the second time when um oh she's a, he finds her he she finds him on the ground right um no wait wait am I missing something here? She
3: she finds him on the ground first. At first he's trying to get off the bed and that oh that scene right there like honestly that was like. I've been in situations when I hurt my back and trying to get off the bed to use the bathroom and trying to like commando crawl to the bathroom. And I know that the moment that you get halfway off the bed, there's no going back. Your arm is not going to push you back onto the bed because you're halfway off the bed. You can't, you can, but it is very, very painful. <laughs> if you're, if, if, if yeah, you've got to be committed. If the rest of your lower body is like done for like he is, or like I was, you're done. And then it's just a matter of how can I get myself onto the ground as easy as possible, and it's not that easy because it's like all of your weight falling at the same time, and you know velocity <laughs> sucks. So uh, like gravity, gravity. that gravity bill.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: So so when he hit the ground, ah, I was just like the the anguish that he was showing, and my gut just like oh, ah. And my wife looked at me and she's like, you've been there. You?
1: <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, oh, I have a, a back injury too from, from a car accident. And I, I know the, the feeling as well from getting up from bed and trying to just do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Or even, even to the point where someone finds me on the ground, I'm like, yeah, how long have you been here? Oh, about an hour.
3: <laughs> what did you do? I sneezed. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> it's the dumbest yeah. thing.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, so at different points, she brings him the the paper, and she's like, ah, it's the most expensive paper. It's the best paper. And I'm like, no, I can't use this. It, it mudges. Yeah. And then even that kind of throws her off because she's like, you're not being appreciative of what I'm doing for you. And, of course, yeah, what I'm doing for you is I'm I'm, I'm kind of nursing you back to health, but I'm also beating the crap out of you when you don't do what I'm asking you to do. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, it makes me like wonder what her relationship with her husband was.
1: Yeah, like. yeah. The, the thing is, that we later find out that her, her husband fell to his death. Was uh, a going a, a, a car accident? Yeah, we we'll wonder yeah, what happened there. Yeah, Seriously. Um, but also, I think before even she goes full on, um, like, people monster. She there's a moment where it's raining outside, and she kind of comes in and kind of just gives him his his stuff, and then she kind of just like looks all sad, and. At that point, you kind of feel like there is something other than just being, um, what is it, like, other than just being evil. Because she's not, I, I don't know if you want to characterize her as evil. There, there's something going on with her in, in her mind. Um, and mm-hmm. and we'll, I'll bring it up later on as well. But the, the Castle Rock series, season two, is a prequel to Misery. It's not a direct. An official tie-in to the movie, but it's supposed to pick up as a younger Annie and what she's going through, and you and uh, you can they, they kind of play around with with what she's going through at that time. So you kind of feel bad for her, but there's also something else underneath that that might that that is playing on her. And the series, if you actually watch the the Castle Rock series. You're gonna end up seeing what else is, is playing on on top of that. What what may, what makes her okay? The way she is when she grows up to to where Paul is in, in her in her custody. <laughs> and I think in the I think in the yes. '90s, it was very easy and very common to characterize people with like say mental health and and mental issues as evil as something as a monster you know Mm -hmm. and now in these days it's where we're a lot more sensitive to it right so it you really do have to be you you really can't characterize someone with mental illness as the evil person without there being something else underlining there that would would cause them to act that way yeah, deeper a deeper understanding. I think you're right. A lot of times, uh, things were
3: just kind of glazed over, glossed over, or just um, pushed at to the side. Like, oh, they they have something going on. We don't know what it is. We're not gonna we're not gonna look into it. You know, a lot of times things are undiagnosed and or just unacknowledged. So, and just
0: like you said, they're just bad. They're just that's a bad. The thing the thing, oh, yeah, the thing
1: about, is
0: that I'm, that. Sorry, I'll let you go, go ahead. I no, no, go ahead, say, go ahead. That, that, that was. Um, y- when the um he's looking through the, the scrapbook and saw the um you know the the, the baby deaths at the hospital. So there mm-hmm. was something more than well, obviously there is a, a, a mental disturbance there going on, but that could be a you know that, that could be a sort of disorder of depression or something, mm-hmm. but there was there was there was something more to it. And I think you those newspaper clips where she was potentially like euthanizing people at hospitals and, and everything, that suddenly mm-hmm. thought, actually there's something there's something pretty bad going on here. And he's reading that thinking Great, I'm I'm going nowhere, and she's capable of doing something like that. And then he finds all that medicine in the in in the cupboard, and he's thinking, oh, yeah. Right. which
1: yeah, which surprises me. Where does she keep getting this medicine if she hasn't been practicing medicine in a while? How is she yeah, getting okay. that
3: stuff? pile <laughs> man. Order level seven. <laughs> you seen that? Yeah,
1: machine, yeah. Right? <laughs> um, so at the end of the day, uh, well, I guess we're missing the backstory here with, with the sheriff, right? Sheriff, throughout this whole time, he's kind of um, investigating, kind of on and off what's going on. Um, kind of aloof of what's like, he's, like, I don't know, like, you feel like he's he was at one point a really good sheriff, and he's kind of lost his little bit, but he still wants to investigate, he still wants to get there. Um, he's able to put it together pretty quickly at the end, though, uh, when he's like, what is it he um he reads his book he's trying to get a a sense of his book he reads a line in the book and then he writes it down because he says he he swears he he's seen that um that line somewhere and when he goes back into the old newspapers he sees what she she had quoted something during her trial because she did get tried for for all the killings and it matched and he's like hmm this is and then she finds out that she's a big fan of his so he goes and, and she goes it goes and takes a visit to to annie to make sure that that she's not the one that has him uh, trapped or something right um i don't know it, i i feel like it should have been a little bit more prolonged however uh it's only a 90 minute movie um 107 total yeah. with with you know credits and and so forth but in a uh, two hour movie, maybe it, it would have been a little bit more fleshed out how he actually comes to the conclusion of, of how that Annie has the has has paul yeah.
3: right right but like I said before it it does do that thing where it goes zero to sixty like it just starts picking up so there's really no um there's no way for it to slow down like he's just he's just running with it he's he's finding these clues he's he's hot on the trail like you said he he probably had. Um, he had the skills and the ability to do all this before he's just, he's, he's a town sheriff in a nice sleepy town. He's relaxing. He's near retirement. He's chilling out with his wife who happens to be his deputy and they're just having a great life. And then all of a sudden this drops into his lap and it's like game on. Gotta
1: and if I'm, I'm not mistaken, even though this does not take place in Maine, I believe the sheriff, he, I believe he, he appears in Salem's lot in the book, Salem's lot. Um uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Buster. Um I think it's him. I'm okay. I'm not sure. I, I would have to go back and, and, and take a look. Uh yeah. that'd be funny. He he left that area to
3: come out here to go to Colorado to escape all that. and then he's like, great, something wild. And happening.
1: because in the in the um in the whole king kingverse, you know, uh Castle Rock mm-hmm. is really close to Salem's lot or Jerusalem's lot, which is the real um the name okay. of the of the city. Yeah. And Salem's Lot is where all the vampires and all that were taking place. So I think it's the same. It's supposed to be the same character, but they just kind of removed him from from all that and, and put and placed them in this movie.
3: Well, here's a weird question then. Um, since everything kind of ties together, and maybe this is something we should we should have sent David to do the research on beforehand. Is the space that he is staying at the hotel or the the um, the lodge that he's staying at? Is that the same? Or near the same lodge. From
1: the I family. would think so because it's Colorado, yeah. so it's it's not necessarily the same one, but it'd be really close close by.
3: I mean, it's all
4: the same area code. Really is a, I mean, it's a big state. I only have one area code. So. It was filmed in different locations. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, David, good answer. The Shining was filmed in a, in a Oregon at a ski lodge. And this one was filmed in Nevada, Colorado. Hmm.
2: <gasps> <That's tragic. laughs> That's
1: um, for research, well done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Andy, uh, Lyndon, anything you guys want to bring up before we get kind of the to the to the end of the
2: movie? Um, can I just point out how good the score is and how good the music is with the tension because that really drives it home. Like some things are just really simple, them like swallowing some pills or you know a look and things like that. And normally, if it what well, part of it's for good acting. But also, the music really does sell the tension. I think it's it's mostly strings and violin, and it just really it's really sharp in some places, and it just adds to that extra layer. Um, but I love it. I absolutely love this film. Um, I mean, I don't think it's something I will watch every year. I don't think I can put myself through <laughs> that. But it's it's out of all the Stephen King ones, I think it's probably one. You know if you've got someone who isn't necessarily into the, the monsters and the, the vampires and stuff you can watch this as just a it's just a really good psychological kind of thriller um mm-hmm. it's just a really good film but you know if i bet more people have watched this who aren't into horror um then they realize like i feel like it's yeah um but
0: yeah andy yeah and the funny funny thing was i never really noticed the music and it was is my fiance who said you kind of got to mention the music it's exactly what what you've said and i said well in some respects that's great because i didn't notice it but it added to the tension so it wasn't so overt that i was being over the music to me was just seeping in and just adding to all of the tension um she she really picked up on that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely so there's someone's done a, a great job on that to me the um, some of the, the the camera angles. I don't know what they'd done with the scenes with were putting onto Kathy Bates's face. There was kind of a bit of a fisheye lens or something. There was a or a wider aperture because she comes up really close and very very domineering. It's when she's going into one of her absolute outbursts and then the camera switches. And I, I don't know how they filmed that. I'm I'm not kind of director or anything, but it suddenly came really on top and became extremely imposing. And it wasn't just a camera right in someone's face. that had done some sort of effect um and 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 to me it was it was it was and it was almost like dreamlike like a, a bad dream where something's like so close to you but so so far away um but yeah i like i said this is i've, I've properly sat and watched it with my ability to handle things a bit more s- scary or a bit more psychological these days and um it was yeah and i, I I'm, I'm really glad said so, lyndon picked it i was certainly a lot happier than picking something with lots of Ghosts or supernatural stuff, which I would have been really, really worried about. But uh, I thought I could probably handle misery, <laughs> and that was great. So yeah, good choice.
1: <laughs> so we 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 skipped over the uh, the most famous part. Like we said, we we're going to talk about it. The hobbling scene—that's what it's pretty much uh, nicknamed or or called yeah. out as. And um, she's telling the story of how the uh, the diamond um, mine uh, owners how they they decided to to um, punish the the workers that are caught stealing. and like, oh, don't worry. They don't kill them. They need to make sure they can still work. And those, they, they call it hobbling. And then she puts the block between his feet. And I, mean, I remember when I first saw this, I'm like, oh, crap. I know what's going to happen. Um, Ryan, I kind of had a feeling what was going to happen. And then you actually see it on, on screen. Um, the first one, at least, uh, his, his left leg. You, you can see his foot kind of just fall apart off you know the sledgehammer hits and and then they don't show the second one but because you already saw the first one it's like you can you can it's like you're seeing the 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 right foot break and
3: yeah you see it but you don't exactly
1: (laughs) what you what you do see is his pain you see his pain the face his his, you know his face as he's grimacing in pain and it's it's all too real for me like I said the feet and the hands are just for some reason I don't know what it is it always gets me and it's I can deal with a bunch of gore I can deal I can deal with all the gore in the world but it's it's uh those two things that really get me
3: yeah it's a it's a pretty rough watch for that scene and and like the sound the like just everything building up to it and then the sounds going through it and then even after the
1: fact it's just like oh um it's pretty much yeah. from there where he decided, like, I have to pretend that I'm doing something, that I'm actually per- doing what he wants me to do. He starts to write the manuscript for, for Misery's Return. Um, and the very first time he, he does it, she's like, nope, you got to restart over again. He already had like 50 pages done. When he's like, you got to start over because it doesn't make sense because this is and this, you know? And, and she's one of those fans that, you know, like how can this happen when an episode 340 of season 8 of 80 uh this happened before so how can this you know one of those one of those fans and um so he makes him start over again he starts over again this time he's um playing into her game she he's exercising the whole time that he that he's um that he's writing he's planning out what he wants to do um and at the end of the day i think even when he he the way he planned it it still kind of goes sideways because <laughs> he he calls her he doesn't he bring me my champagne the cigarette and the and, and the match Um uh, he stole he already stole the um the lighter fluid and we'll go back to how he got the lighter fluid in a bit um he already got the lighter fluid getting ready to burn the manuscript he just wrote so that she can go crazy um he turns it on. He catches it on fire. She gets. She tries to put it out. She catches herself on fire, and then uh, he hits herself with the. He hits her with the 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 typewriter. She doesn't go down. <laughs> she doesn't go down. Yeah, um, it's it's crazy. She's like I also my wife. She's just, she's a lot stronger than she
2: looks. Um, yeah. you no, know, I didn't jump anywhere through this film, and I made it through a slide jump bit. That was fine it was when he starts crawling out of the room and she just comes again out of nowhere. And it just oh. I freaked. I freaked jumped. So I completely forgot about it. My partner was in the room playing Stardew Valley. She's like, what is the matter? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the whole thing. You need to shoot the head. Like, What is it? It's in screen, you always aim for the head because if you don't actually yeah. shoot the head, they always come back.
2: But the head had already taken the typewriter. <laughs> he
1: uh, he finally yeah. takes her out with the uh, with the doorstop, the the pig doorstop. Reminded um, yeah, reminded reminded me like he, he killed her with with misery, her pig, um her price pig. Oh my uh, god, that's what it looked like, right? The, her price pig.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Buster. Going back yeah. to Buster. Um, his he he meets a, a gruesome death when he actually figures out that she ha- she might have him. He leaves. He hears Paul Mm -hmm. moving around in the bottom. He crashes the the barbecue pit. He goes back down and he's like, uh, Does he say uh, Mrs. Wilkes or does he say Paul? Are you down? He says something like that, right? And then all of a sudden you just see a big old hole in his chest and he just falls down. (laughs) And my wife, the whole time that that was going to happen, right? He's like, Oh my God, she's going to kill him, isn't she? I'm like, I'm not telling you. I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, poof, ah, I knew it. (laughs) It's okay.
3: My my wife busted into Bob Marley.
1: See what? Oh, I did. did Stop the sheriff!
3: they singing. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I was like, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: was like, it's so cold. Go back to playing. Um.
1: So yeah. So, uh, that's pretty much that. They don't show how you get saved at the end of the day. It just goes into eighteen months later. And then I, uh, it goes eighteen months later, and then I'm telling my wife, uh, just joking, and like you just see Buddy, Buddy the Elf come by. Hi, Dad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah,
1: that might have been worse uh, than Kathy Bates. Um, <laughs> that that would be
3: such a good oh, man. We need a supercut of this. All David, right, give thirty seconds. <laughs> um, all
1: right the ending talks about, about uh, the new novel that, yeah. that Paul is writing this whole time saying he, she's always going to be part of me. She's always going to be, um, you know, in my mind. So he's not going to write a book about it at this whole time. There's this waitress is coming towards him and it's Annie. Well, we think it's Annie, but then of course it's being, it's another, uh, another waitress who pretty much says the, the same line that Annie did. I'm your biggest fan movie. Ends with that's very sweet of mm-hmm. you. Um, I Meaning, there's always another fan out there that might just take Annie's place. He's not gonna be. He's he's never gonna be over what happened to him that during that time period out there with with Annie. Yeah, I can I can imagine that you would you would see the same. This you would see Annie and anyone who who you do not trust or just kind of gives you that vibe. You would see like, oh, this is gonna happen again. Uh, it happened to me once, and uh, it can very hap- very much happen again.
4: Well, one of, most of the most terrifying scenes of the the movie is the very end when she thinks he sees her in that waitress again, and you're like, oh, just every corner could be that, that serial mm-hmm. killer again.
1: Yeah, and uh, like I said, uh, it's it, he's in he, he, he sees her everywhere now, and that's going to be well, I guess that's another another horror, right? I mean, it's you li- you live through the horror of Annie Wilkes, but now you're left with the ptsd of of reliving that whenever something might something might just trigger you you it's going to come back up
0: yeah it even tr- triggered me the mm-hmm. other day because even on um <clears throat> I-, I couldn't believe the timing of this um after we'd after we'd watched uh, misery the, the, a day later someone on one of the local facebook groups was saying does everyone anyone have a sledgehammer i can borrow and I was like, "What are the chances of me watching misery?" And then the next day, someone in the local, one of the local community groups, asking if they could borrow a sledgehammer. And someone's like, "Yeah, yeah, I've got one. I'll drop it round." And I'm like, "I need to move because who, who needs to borrow a sledgehammer?" I, no, no. So yeah, I'm. They're coming for Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so just as a, what's it called? Uh, a note here in the novel, the hobbling scene, it's not a hobbling. She actually um, severs one of his feet with an ax. Um, they changed it over to just the wow. hobbling. So, cause they, they felt like an amputation would have been too, too severe for film. I, and I think it's actually the, be- the better, the better, the um, better way to take it. The, uh, the, part of Paul Sheldon was originally offered to William Hurt, then Kevin Kline, then Michael Douglas, Harrison Ford, Dustin Hoffman, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Richard Dreyfus, (laughs) Gene Hackman, and Robert Redford. And they all turned it down. Um, It it wasn't until um, I think even Warren Beatty was – I don't know if he was offered or if he was interested in the movie in the, in the, in the, um, what's it called in the film. But if it wasn't for all of them falling out of, out, out of, or, you know, deciding not to do the, the movie, we would not have gotten Khan as, as Sheldon. And I think it's, it's always, it's always interesting to, to think that any change in the, in any of the characters would, would throw the movie in such a different direction. Right. Um, it might not be the the masterpiece that that I feel it is. If it would have been someone else playing Paul, or if it would have been someone else playing Annie, it 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 just takes the perfect casting to get the movie that 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 we get.
2: Yeah, I it's I think it's it's really hard when Annie is such a, a really good character, like really good antagonist, and you know mm. you you could argue that she gets some of the better things to do. I guess if you're an actor or actress, um, depends what you doing i mean essentially like he has sat around in bed trying to crawl a lot which might not seem that fun to some people where she has all these ticks and these scene stealers and stuff and like i mean who'd want to go and act against that every day while you're on set um <laughs> yeah so Who, the movie m- oscar
1: yes yes the yeah. the the way she switches from from kind and nice Annie to to (laughs) monster Annie it's it's like there's it's like two different people playing the part and that's that's what I think makes it so scary because you can you can see someone and then all of a sudden and it's in her eyes right I think we one of one of us thought brought it up earlier is that the eyes change and that's really where where uh the the uh performance changes for them um and when I was when I was talking to to Greg about Castle Rock season two, and I go, I can totally see the the actress who plays Annie grow up to be Kathy Bates. Annie. Um she has the same mannerism, she has the same way of talking, and she didn't have to do that because, like I said, it's not a direct direct um, prequel it's its own little thing it's, a, it's an anthology that comes it's going to be coming out uh, hopefully over another season it's going to be a whole new story so it's not going to it's not like it's going to be tied to anything else it's just that it, it they decided to do this story of her um, pre- beforehand kind of leading up uh, to what happened where she she um, she's on she's on the run where she ends up where she ends up right but you see this this side yeah. of her where you're like she's sweet she's nice you feel bad for her because of everything that's going on. And then she, she even says, I have this, this mental illness that I need to take care of. But she's on the run. Uh, and I'm not going spoil to spoil it. But she's on the run. And so she has to obtain these medications to keep her, keep her level. And um, she ends up in Castle Rock, which uh, anybody who, who knows yeah. the Stephen King universe, Castle Rock is where a lot of bad things happen. There's something in that town that causes just m- multiple things. A- a- um, Ace Merrill from from the from uh, Stand by Me isn't is in this. Um, the the and then of course Jerusalem's lot is real is really close by. And anyone who's who's read or or uh, seen uh, Salem's Lot, there's something underneath the the city that really um, brings and attracts. It's like a beaconing home beacon uh, to evil. And um, she just happens to end up there. So on top, and this is what I was saying, on top of the mental illness she has, there is something else at play that gets into her, that m- molds her into what she's going to be. So it's not necessarily the mental illness that uh, that makes her the, the monster that, that, um, that she turns to be. There's something else in that town that is doing a, uh, it's a pre- there's a presence there that turns her into what we end up seeing in the movie. So there's another there's a, there's another level to it, and you can see and i and I was saying I was saying Greg was like you can see it in her eyes where she goes from one to the next to one to the next where she's loving it. and she's a mom in this she she's a, a loving parent she's overprotective she's kind of like uh, Miss Mrs Carrie Car- uh, what's her name um I forgot her name first name uh Carrie Carrie's mom Mrs White she um she she kind of oh, yeah. like that she's got a
3: yeah to her for a moment and then all of a sudden it goes into mm-hmm. hyperprotective for herself or for her child or whatever mm-hmm. it is but uh everything else just kind of drains away and it becomes this presence that you yes. see on screen uh
1: in these situations oh, oh. it's chilly it gives so it any feels- fans of of, uh, of misery i would recommend to go out, check that out. Season one was was good. Uh, it had a it had a little bit of dip towards the end, but it was still it was, it was still good. Uh, I recommend season two if you're a fan of misery. It's a it's a beautiful uh, companion to this, and we, even though, like I said, I said a couple times already, it's not a direct companion. Um, guys, do you guys want to bring anything else up before before we wrap up here?
2: No, I'm good. I think we've pretty much covered everything.
4: Yeah, All right.
0: Yeah, same same here. I think uh, that's a really, really good cover and I think it's a great 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 choice, great choice of film.
1: So, there's a there was one thing I wanted to bring up here that it's not that doesn't have to do with the with the movie. I saw yesterday that CBS here in the States has um greenlit a pilot. I'm, I'm, I I I think it's even more than the pilot. It's already the green light for the series for the first season of Clarice, which is a prequel to Silence the Lambs. Well, i'm not yeah. sure if it's pretty yeah so uh it it is a i, I don't know if, if any of you saw the hannibal series when it was which, which is one was nbc here in, in the states mm-hmm. uh with matt mickelson playing hannibal yeah it's, it's and, brilliant. yes and the thing is that they wanted to get to red dragon they wanted to get to Silence of the Lambs, but there was also these, all these rights issues with characters and, and, and so forth, and now we have a Clarice series coming out, and I'm like, if they could have just all worked together, if we could have still had Hannibal going on, going into the movies, and then beyond, and this is just like the, the, the rights just never came together to to write so i'm I'm excited to see that i'll i'll gi- I'll always give it a shot uh if I, i've enjoyed it i hope it lasts if I don't enjoy it I'll just let people <laughs> enjoy it watch um but yeah I think that's the only other bit of horror news that that's come out lately um in the last week or so that we that we haven't talked about um Linda and Andy. I want to thank you very much for for joining us for this episode. Thank you for for talking about Reanimator Incorporated, um, and and then talking about misery. Thank you for 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 choosing that movie.
2: Yeah, thanks to thanks for having us, and thanks to us like plug our book and chatting and doing this. Uh, it's always a big help.
0: Yeah, likewise. Yeah, well, really, t- really enjoyed it. Thank you so much
1: it's it's uh it's always fun to have you guys on uh, or have you linden on here and andy you're more than welcome to come back and we'll choose another another movie another people monster movie uh to to talk about
2: sounds
0: good yeah sounds great yeah all
1: right guys i want to thank everybody for joining us here on nerds from the crypt we'll see you guys next time and we'll we'll see what we will we come up with 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 next episode all right guys see you guys next time
0: are you a fan of things that go bump in the night chills up your spine paralyzed by
1: fright thrilled by horror at the center of a chat then welcome to the nerds from the crypt podcast